sure that you like the page. Like the page. Share the page. God bless you, Minister Bogan. God bless you, Dr. Smith. God bless you. Thank you for joining us this morning. The purpose of us coming on now is to deal with topics that we're giving in the room. And one of the, one of the topics that we have today, we're going to get into in a minute, but we just briefly want to pray that God's will be done and that we say things that are according to the word of God. Um, I'm still dealing with the head cold, but we know that God is able Amen. We want to make sure that we do and say things that are conducive to the Spirit and the will of God. God bless you, minister. We love you, man of God. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this broadcast, this time, this hour, God, to serve your people, to give to them, God, your word that is able to build them up, God, and able to set them aside and give them what's necessary in order for your will to be done in their life. God, I thank you for allowing us to become a part of so great a people. God, that we may influence your people through your word. Not that anything be done for vain strife and glory, but that you might be edified, lifted up above everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Sister Yolanda Bates, she's in the room now. And this is her question. Uh, let me go back and find it. Her question was, why are some women messy? This girl I know is trying to ruin my reputation. Then she is posting, she is blessed. <laughs> Thank God for uh, another one of my daughters, spiritual daughters coming in the room, Sister Crystal Casey Thomas, um, Thomas Thompson Casey. I mean, so we want to hear your opinions today. I'm not going to take calls, but you can type in the room because why are some women messy? First of all, Sister Bates, we must identify and clarify there are two types of spirits in the world. There is an unrighteous spirit and there is a righteous spirit. Um, according to Galatians, the fifth chapter, God gives us two looks, uh, two observations of two characters within the world. The first fruit that we look at are governed by our flesh, and that spirit cannot be subject to the will of God, according to Romans, the 8th chapter, where it says the flesh war against the spirit. Then the second character uh, of fruit that we see in Galatians 5 and 22 is that of someone who is living according to the will of God. And then that person is never outside of the will of God. So first of all, we have to classify and we have to understand um, who, what, when, where, why, and how. So we're going to look at it again and say, why are some women messy? Well, is some women here, daughter, you, we have to answer, ask the question, are these women saved? Are they, are they born again believers? Or do they believe in the word of God? If they do, then the constitution of mess does not denote the same value or equal the same thing. 
Amen. It's just then the brother, the Bible says this. Watch this, Sister Bates. If they are a believer and you are a believer, the Bible says if your brethren, were in, the, in the Bible there's neither male or female, okay, if your brother be overtaken in the fall, ye which are spiritual, go to one and restore them considering yourself. So this person is not saved. So then they're not held to the constitution of what the Bible says because the Bible clearly says in John 13, um, it says that when Jesus, and they're dealing with washing feet, and Jesus says unto them that um, by this will all men know that you are my disciples because you have or you share or you agree in love with one another. So where there's no agreement of love, then you will find mess. Because the Bible says uh, uh, all that is in this world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Pride is simply just being and willing to do what your flesh desires and not the will of God. So daughter, what I'm saying is this. If she's not a born-again believer and you are a born-again believer, then somewhere you have the duty or an obligation if you're in close proximity every day is to witness to her the word of God. Then if she does not hear the word of God, you've done your job. The Bible declares that one water, then someone else will plant, then God will give the increase. So you've done your job. So then what you're to do is not elect, allow someone who is ungodly to persuade you to be unrighteous at any point or at any time. You must understand that the believers will go through and we will face adversity. But adversity, the Bible says, that he's giving you the strength to overcome the wicked one. So guess what, daughter? It's not the person. So if you're, if, if you're stressed out and if these things are causing you anxiety as a believer, catch me, as a believer, it's not the person. It's a spirit trying to pull you out of position and out of place where God has destined your life. So then the Bible declares in Acts the 16th chapter that while the men of God are doing the will of God, there is a spirit there. There is a young lady who is possessed with the demon. Uh, and the Bible said that she followed them many days. Consider this. The enemy, when you are a child of God, his job is to follow you. His job is to get you out of character. His job is to get you upset. His job is to make you angry. His job is to make you turn from God. Remember, the devil is an accuser. He's always accusing the brethren before God. So what he's looking to do is to pull you out of God and to pull you out of character so he can tell God, see, I told you, she ain't saved like you say, think she is. She's not where you think she is. So what am I, what am I saying? The Bible declares in Acts, the 16th chapter, watch this, Paul being grieved, turned to the spirit. Paul never said anything to the girl because the possession and the demonic understanding had nothing to do with her. She was just being influenced by what was in her. So you can't fight. You can't cuss the person out, but you can call the demon out in the name of Jesus. Well, wait a minute. The Bible declares, daughter, here's another one, Sister Bates. The Bible declares that there is a man who's sitting among the tombs and the, the tombs in the graveyard. He was cutting himself. So he's out there where the dead is. So when Jesus gets off the ship, watch this, daughter. The man 
who's being possessed by demon sees Jesus and he runs and worships Jesus. And when he runs and worships him, that's identifying that within himself, I know I have a problem. I know something is wrong, but I can't do it myself. So then the Bible declares that Jesus asked the demons that were in the man, what is your name? The demon said, legions, for we are many. In other words, daughter, there are people that you work with, people who are working every day, who are walking this earth, who are possessed with demons, and they don't want to be possessed. But unless those of us who are born again, blood-washed believers, who carry the authority of God, take the position to allow and to help God move in the life of these people, guess what's going to happen? A lot of them are going to be bound forever. But the Bible declares that when the city and the town people came back and they had heard what happened, they came and found that same man clothed. This man was scaring them. And they're, now they're really scared because they come and find him clothed in his right mind. They come and find him sitting up. He's no longer cutting himself. So what am I saying, daughter? I'm saying you and I have the obligation. We have the obligation. Sister Bates, let me ask you a question. Do you know God? And I'm going to wait for you to type it in the room. Do you Have you met God? He's everybody's Savior. He died for the world, John 3.16. Do you know him, daughter? Hallelujah. Thank God for Sister Angela Goff, who has joined in the room. Um, for everybody else who's coming in. But Sister Bates, I want to know, do you know God? And the reason I ask that question, because if you know him, my second part of the question would be, have you made him your Lord and Savior? And if you made him your Lord and Savior, this is, okay, that's what I'm talking about, daughter. So if you made him your Lord and Savior, the Bible says, as Christ have suffered in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. If they did it to Jesus, they're going to do it to you. Think it not strange when these fiery trials come upon you. It's supposed to happen, but what you have to do is walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when the enemy comes to attack you, you have to realize it's not the person, but it is the spirit in the person trying to pull you out of spiritual character so you can live beneath your privileges that God has for you in your life. Man, your question was so deep and so right today. I pray to God that we said something spiritually that shed light on on what you're going through and you understand if Jesus could do it you can do it and there was one point daughter in the book of Acts I believe chapter 5 or chapter 6 to where when Philip uh, 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 Stephen who was a deacon in the church and uh, Stephen was being stoned and Stephen said for father forgive them for they know not what they do a lot of people don't deal with this from an exegesis perspective, but what he was really saying was this. Those individuals who are the men, they don't know what they're doing because they're being influenced by the enemy. So they're biting and gnashing on him with teeth. What human person would do that who's in their right mind? So then when Jesus says the same thing on, on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they're, do, they're doing. A lot of people don't know what they're doing because they're being influenced by the enemy. And those of us who are born again, we allow the enemy to get us caught up. And we allow the enemy to begin to allow us to see their dirt when our minds and our eyes should be on the prize. We should be constantly, constantly be looking at Jesus 
Jesus no matter what. Daughter, don't let anybody pull you out the place that where God has set you and where your destiny is before you. See, let me help you out with something. God has allowed the enemy to peek into your destiny and he has seen what God is about to do in your life. And because he has seen what God is about to do in your life, he wants to discourage you. He wants to upset you. He does not like that God finally place you from one position to the next. So what is he doing? He's throwing stumbling blocks in your way so you cannot elevate to the next level in God. But you got to tell the devil, devil, not today. I see you. Devil, no way. And the more a person tries to hurt you, the more love you show to them. The more a, a person tries to disrespect you, the more love you show to them. Don't allow the enemy to overtake you. Don't allow the enemy to say to you and to put in your mind that God don't know what's going on. I can't stand this. I'm going to deal with it myself. That's at the point when you say you're going to deal with yourself, God backs up and he no longer is in charge. But you got to get to the point to where you look within yourself and say, ah, yeah, I understand God what you're doing in my life. And you got to remember there is no power given man except it be given above. So she can't buffet you. She can't fight you. She can't cuss you. She can't come against you unless God gives her the ability to test you. <laughs> Hear me good. Unless God gives her the ability to test you. So it's only a test. And guess what? Tests come with study guide. What is your study guide? Your study guide is the Bible. It is the word of God. So everything that's going on in your life, you have been given a study guide. God wants you to open the Bible so you will learn how to deal with each situation as it comes. Some tests are multiple choice. What you going to do when this happens? A, B, C, or D. Does some tests require a written statement? Well, Jesus, uh, when he was tested by the devil, he wrote a statement. It is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Then there are other tests that have multiple choice that are found in the word of God. You can use a multiplicity of scriptures to overcome the evil one. Oh, your question was good today. I pray to God that you receive what's necessary and you understand it's not the woman, but it's the enemy trying to get at your destiny. I'm going to close with this one. The enemy tried to get at Job's destiny. Because he had a conversation with God before he was allowed to even touch Job. Ah, God told the devil, you can touch his uh, body, but his soul belonged to me. But he saw on the backside that Job was going to get more than what he had in the beginning. But what he tried to do was just discourage Job with loss. Some of us are going through things and we're losing things. And it seems like things are not right. That's because the enemy has looked into your life. God has allowed him to peek into your destiny, into your future. And you got to understand he sees what God is about to do if you're faithful. If you just don't quit, if you just hang in there, uh, but you got to understand God would not put more on you than you can bear. I always say when I minister, God would not put you in the ring if he thought you were going to get knocked out. Baby, it is a 12 rounder. I might get knocked down in ring number, in round number one. I might get knocked down in, in round number two. I might get knocked down in round number three, but by the 12th round, I'm going to get up with all power in my hand that's why the book of acts the first chapter and the eighth verse say you shall receive 
dudamus, the power, the authority of God. Once you come to him and you got to know the power of God outweighs it is above everything. So what am I saying, Sister Bates? Your destiny is the only reason you're going through all the hell that you're going through. But I need you to understand God allowed the hell to be there because he's already made a way. That reminds me of the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul said it was given to him by the messenger of Satan, a thorn in his flesh. And the reason he received a thorn in his flesh, because the Bible said because of the abundance of revelation that was given to him. He saw things that were not even lawful to be uttered. See, some of us who are in the body of Christ, the reason you're going through what you're going through, all the animosity, all the hate, all the division, all the lying, all the backbiting, all the persecution is because God has already sealed your destiny before your mother and father came together. That's why God told Jeremiah, say that you're not a child. In other words, don't use the situations in your life. Don't use the, the things that you see the way you can't go. I have predestined you. I have ordained you. I have sanctified you uh, to be a prophet to the nation. Amen. Say that you can't speak because then God said, listen, I'm going to touch your mouth with my words. So listen, Sister Bates, I pray that you got something from it today. And I pray that God moved in your heart. And I pray that you understand now the fight is not yours. For the Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 2, 10 and 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now watch this. And then there's things that are trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. But God said he's bringing every thought and everything into cap into captivity. It has to come under, under subjection to the will of God. Then Paul said this, daughter, listen to me real good. In Ephesians 6 chapter, in verse 10, he said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in, I'm a, let me rewrite it for you, daughter. Sister Bates, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you, Sister Bates, will be able to stand against the wow of the devil. Not against the people we work with, not against other people, but against the wiles of the devil. Amen. I pray we got it today. Thank you too, daughter. God bless you. We love you in Jesus' name. The song simply says, I give myself away. My life is not my own, but I give myself away. For you who have listened to us today, and you heard about Jesus, and you know he died for you, but have you made him your Lord? Have you made him your everything? Have you given him your all? Have you laid down your life and picked up his cross? If you have not today, I encourage you to find a church. I encourage you to find a ministry. I encourage you to find that pastor who will take you down in Jesus' name so that you can do what 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, 
so that you can rise to walk in the newness of life and be birthed with the fire of God through the Holy Spirit. We love you so much. You're amazing. You're beautiful to God. Don't allow anything to stop what God is doing in your life. Amen. God bless you.